Yeah, it's Buku One here. One thing I know, every good podcast deserves its own theme song. Oh, for sure. And this one most definitely deserves its own theme song. We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one or more is Golden Eye. Mike's the level-headed, baby gave edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening. So why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting to Grammy songwriting to Burning Man flames. To firefighter video games and many, many more than I could put in a verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. And many, many more than I could put in one verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. Yes. You heard it first here. Show did. Tion Buku 1, aka Mr. Generous. Live and direct. Oh. I thought you were going to stop doing that. I, you know what? I just want to bring it back for today. It's a very special day. Is it? <laughs> it is, Mike. Okay, well, then let's let that die today. Today will be the last, I promise. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, we are here at Clandestine Brewing celebrating what? We are celebrating the release of... What beer? What beer, indeed. Uh, we have a special friend with us, uh, Grim. Yes. You're in the audience. Oh, yes. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Grim. Uh, <laughs> Grimlin, little Grimlin. I'm little Grimlin. I'm the leader of the Grimlins. <laughs> Grim, what are we celebrating? Mike doesn't want to tell us. Okay, well, if Mike doesn't want to talk, I'm definitely available to talk. I love the new beer. I can't believe it. Uncle Dad Drinks is delicious. Hold on. Where can you get that? You can get it at Clandestine. Or Clandestine. Clandestine? Or, in future cases, at the local supermarket, which we hope for. That's not official, so <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't say that yet. <laughs> which we hope for. <laughs> Very right. much hope for. Thank you, Grim. Thank you for the, the, the shout-out. Does anybody have any other questions for me? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're celebrating Uncle Dad Drinks. It's finally here. Uh, this is kind of our cold open here. Uh, yeah, I just... I can't believe it's here. I can't believe we're doing it. Mike, you're having to kind of take a picture, I suppose, as he always does. He loves taking pictures of, of two cups. Uh, Mike, what has the journey been for you, and how do you feel that it's finally here? What has the journey been for me? Well, first I get on the highway, and then I drive down to 680 and get on the 282. Oh, you mean like the journey of making the beer? <laughs> the beer. Um, yeah, it's, well, it's been great because we've, uh, we started a podcast and then we interviewed a brewery or people that work in the brewery. And then now we have our own beer with that brewery and a bunch of our friends and family and supporters are here and we're drinking beer that we stirred and shoveled and scooped and measured and gravitized and sweated and got drunk over. And so it's all great. We did get pretty hammered that day. I watched the videos uh, <laughs> as I was posting them on our Instagram. Uh, and I don't, I don't remember <laughs> most of those videos. <laughs> I, mean, I, I believe it because there was a point where we got pretty, pretty faded. And then we go out too, right? Well, yeah. So while we were brewing, the, the kind people at Clandestine Brewing kept bringing us special 
brews that weren't really released or new releases or like stuff they were trying out and a lot of it, some of it was 9% and some of it was 8% and <laughs> some of it was 7%. Anyways, my point is, is that by, yeah, by the end we were, we were a little tipsy and then we did go out. So whatever brain cells were left after that were lost after that. That's probably why I got sick. That's when you got sick. Yeah, that's when I got sick. I got sick because it was just too much. <laughs> but, uh, you know, before we kind of kick things off today in this special episode, there's a lot of thank yous you've got to give today, Mike. Hopefully you agree with that. Absolutely. And those thank yous start specifically with one person. Uh, she couldn't make it, unfortunately, but we definitely got to say a big thank you to Par or Parcella. Uh, from my understanding, she is the floor manager here at Clandestine, and uh, she couldn't make it, but she is pretty much the beginning everything for us and i want to make sure we give her a very huge heartfelt thank you because without her there is no uncle dad drinks and i'm forever grateful we wish you were here but just know this is your time and we are so fucking thankful for what you have allowed us to make yes i mean that's right i mean you know all of the steps that it takes to get to something like where we're at um thank you par for for opening that gate for us. And now we're here, and it's great. And, and obviously, much gratitude. We are going to get hammered for you. Hammer. Hammer. I'm going to get hammered drunk. I'm going to go buy a hammer. <laughs> you are wearing your MC Hammer pants. Sure. <laughs> Another big thank you goes out to Adrian. Adrian was the brewer himself who actually helped brew it with us. Uh, his guidance, uh, he's also just a great guy to talk to. Very intelligent, very funny, uh, and just honestly, just such a great dude. And we wish you were here as well. But huge thank you to Adrian, and thank you so much for allowing us to brew a beer with you. Yeah, and, and thanks to the rest of the crew, too, for, for talking to us. And we made another uh, podcast episode after we brewed the beer and, and talked to everyone who was like the founding members and, and owners and, and brewers here. And yeah, they've been nothing but great to us. And, and why, I don't know. I mean, we're just a couple of jokers, but, but thank you. I'm, you mean you're the Joker, but... I am the Joker. <laughs> Love that Joker. <laughs> now, without further ado, Mike, let's kind of kick off the fun. Let's go talk to some folks, have a good time, and congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. Cheers. Did you get that on the microphone? We'll do it one more time. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll be right back after this. Wait, actually, hold on. We got one big thank you we should give out. This man doesn't get enough love, and we should definitely give him some love right now because he's going to have to work hard on this episode. Baby Gabe. Baby Gabe, you couldn't make it. That's okay. We love you, man. We appreciate all the hard work you do. Uh, I know you got some things going on right now, but just know you are here in spirit, and Mike is going to get hammered because of you. <laughs> well, take it easy. I want to say that. But yes, thank you so much, Baby Gabe. Yeah, th thanks for all the magic that you do behind the scenes to make us sound better than we actually sound. Absolutely. Baby Gabe, this cheers is for you. One more to Baby Gabe. We'll be right back after this. All right, Uncle Dad here. I'm going to do some rounds, kind of talk to some folks who've been on the show. Because we got some here, Uncle Dad family. And one of the original guests, on, I think you honestly were probably the first guest. I really think so. It is. We called you the historian. He never made an appearance again. 
But now he's making his second appearance. Give it up for the historian, the one and only Pierce. That's how rare I am. You give me one time. That's it. You gotta pay again for the second visit. <laughs> no, it's great to be here, man. Congratulations on everything. I'm proud of you. Dude, thank you for being here. I mean, you were seriously, I sent you a message and we talked about it briefly again. I'm gonna bring it up again. But when I tell you that you are one of the original motivators, I really mean that because when we were first doing this thing, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. I didn't know if I really wanted to do it. And I remember talking about it with you and you kind of pushing me to do it. Kind of like, just do it, dude. If you got something good, just do it. And continue with it. And I thank you for that. And because I think if it wasn't for you and maybe three other people, I don't know if you would have the success that we've had. So I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, thank you. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> Earlier today, he was telling me that I was ugly, but now he's saying nice things on, on mic. No, um, I, I really didn't mean that from the onset uh, when you had the idea to when you were telling me, hey, come on the show, let's talk about some stuff. Um, no, I was fully behind it. I know you're somebody who, if you get the idea behind it, you fully get invested in it. You put your heart in stuff. So it was very easy for me to tell you. Like Even if it was a very, at the time, when you're talking to somebody about their goals and their dreams, it's kind of, it's almost like bro to bro, it's a throwaway conversation. Sure. Of like, yeah, dude, of course, go after it. Just like you're saying, like, hey, I'm gonna grab this beer. Like, yeah, go get that beer. Hell yeah. Um, no, it's, you're easy for someone to tell something like that too, because you're gonna put your heart into it. So, no, the fact that we're here now, years later, you have your own beer, it's fantastic. And the beer is good. Awesome. Now, it's crazy to think that we have a beer, right? It's like, you know, uh, the historian and I had had many beers, and I can tell you a story, if he doesn't mind, of him being so hammered at the Retro Gaming Nomad's uh, uh, apartment or house. Now, me, him, and the Retro Gaming Nomad, this guy was a superstar football player, and I remember talking, remember I, remember I used to love that song? There goes my hero. I would still listen to the song to this day. And I think of you every time, uh, Mr. Historian. I would, uh, without divulging personal information, we used to work together, and there was a few times where I would show up to my shift, and that song was being sung by, by Uncle Dad behind the counter, and he was saying that. Uh, I'm glad you weren't divulging how I uh, dive ate half of the oh, food. I wasn't was done, but okay. <laughs> Oh, shit, all right, well, I'll let you go ahead. You know what? He just kind of said, I don't want to embarrass him. I don't want to embarrass him. No, no, no. We have 55,000 listeners. I don't want to embarrass him. Just, you know, the historian likes to eat a lot. He likes to drink a lot. And then we're all also pretty sure he broke something in his house. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but you know what? Uh, you know, Pierce, I have to tell you, it's just been such a blast getting to know you throughout all these years. And I, and I, and I hope that we can just stay tighter. You know? It's tough. I know you're busy. I'm busy. And... Well, let's, let's work on that. Let's say for the rest of the year, let's work on it. What do you think? I like that. For all the listeners, I'm around. The historian will not just be history. It shouldn't be. We'll make more history. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you didn't tell everybody that, that I ate half a pizza in the back seat. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you said that. <laughs> now, it, it, when we talk about history, you are, you are a graduate in history. Yeah. Yes. Correct? Yes. Now, um... What is your, not to, get, not to get too into it, but like, what is your favorite type of history? It's unfortunately a dark history. Um, one of my favorite professors while I was going to, with Sacramento State, I got a degree in history there. Um, learning about the history of the Vietnam War and a lot of US politics. 
Um, you, you do get to see a lot of parallels in kind of modern stuff that's going on right now and past history. But that was one of my favorite topics. You know, I think the Vietnam War, it, I don't want to say it's good, obviously, because it's not, but it's a, a very interesting war. There is lots of, and also not even just an aspect of the war, but when you think about pop culture, it gave us some of the best music we've ever heard of. Jimi Hendrix, uh, Clarence Clearwater, you know, and there's probably more I'm not even thinking of. I mean, can you think of more? Not the top of my head. You're way, you're way better with on the history. When it comes to history and music, you and Lou are way better at that part. Um, but no, a lot of pop culture came from the Vietnam War because that was the very first uh, war that a lot of pop culture got really involved in. Um, to, so, like I was saying, um, like you and Nomad are way better at the music part and the history of that. Um, but that was the first war that we see. You see a lot of mainstream media. Um, you see a lot of music, art, and just news being covered for that war. So obviously, that's very groundbreaking. People are going to latch onto that. So now we get to carry on with that with Vietnam movies and just, I mean, every pop culture. Yeah, absolutely. Favorite Vietnam movie? Ooh. Ah. Uh, what's the What's the one with uh, Robert Downey Jr.? It's not really a Vietnam movie, but it's like, Deer Hunter. No. It's like a parody of a war movie. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Yes. I'm sorry, I think of Robert De Niro. Uh, uh, you're talking about Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Yes, I mean, technically not a Vietnam movie. Technically no. But, come on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I hear it, I hear it. <laughs> well, Mr. Historian, thank you so much for sitting here. Thank you for being here. Because in a lot of ways, believe it or not, if it wasn't for you and the other people I was talking about, this beer probably wouldn't exist, so thank you. Thank you. That that means a lot. Like the message I sent back to you, it wasn't like a, you know, excuse my language, you get edited out, Gabe. Sorry, but it wasn't blowing smoke up your ass. I don't just say things to my friends that'd be nice, but no. If you say, hey, I was a big motivator for that, it means a lot, because for someone you know in our age demographic to follow their dream and just really push through with it, it's hard when you have real life issues to worry about. Um, it's difficult to do, and you did it. So, congrats, man. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. Take care. Everybody, Pierce, the historian, we'll be back. He's going to come back. We're going to have you back, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the history of, Viet history of Vietnam. Oh, God. That'll okay. be so fun. Sure. All right, everybody. We'll be right back after this. All right. As I sit on the sidewalk, I see the co-host of a show available only on our network, The Game Papas. Give it up for the Retro Gaming Nomad. Hello, hello, everybody. Please, please, everybody sit down. Thank you. Thank you very much. What if they were already sitting down? Uh, then please stand up. Stand up, please. Thank you. <laughs> and then sit down. And then sit down again. <laughs> uh, sir, we are celebrating our release. You are here. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, you are one of the original reasons why this happened. So let me tell a quick story. Long time ago, we wanted, or I think I wanted to tell you, like, hey, do you know anybody who maybe can help us make a beer? And long story short, connect us to, to us to par par connected us to adrian and the rest as they say is history so thank you retro well uh yeah you're welcome and thank you for having us here in this uh joyous special occasion uh this is a big deal like we talked about it earlier the fruition from hey a brewery down you know the street from your apartment where you lived at at the time uh to now having your own uncle dad sour uh release party tonight it's it's fantastic we got buku one uh, here, uh, spinning, uh, great music going on, a lot of great people here, man, it's, it's, just, it's just a great time. Thanks for having us. Well, I think the big thing is this. <laughs> the big thing is this. 
When is the next episode coming out of TGP? Uh, we will have that done within two weeks. It should be out in less than a month. So we're we're a month. Where it means they got no episode for July. Uh, we could probably squeeze it in. We could do. We could I, do I don't we know. Could, eh, we can squeeze it in. We well, I'm going to be in the area. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to have that recorded within uh, the next week and have it out before July 31st. Now, can we say what the next episode is? You can pick it right now. I don't care. Tell Ooh, me what it is. Ooh man, I'm on pressure, pressure, pressure. I think we should talk about consoles that never came out. I can't speak to that at all. And that's a little too much. I can't. I think we should wait for, like, later in the season. Okay. Well, then, how about we talk about... Um, I remember one of the ideas being movie games, because summer, blockbusters. Yeah, 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 movie games. Movie games would be good, but I feel kind of went down that road a little bit already. How? Because uh, we... I don't know. Uh, about brands. Okay, I guess movie games it is. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Uncle Dad has a lot to say. <laughs> movie games or, 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 or celebrities in video games. Oh, do we have to talk about the horrible Jerry Rice dog frisbee game? I think so. Okay, we can do it. That's what it is. Yeah. That is what it is. So, hear that in the background? That's our fan. Beer up your life. Now, can... Beer up your life? That's you. Who is that to you, Petro? Uh, that is my uh, beautiful girlfriend, uh, Lauren Sage. Beer up your life. And a uh, little known fact, um, she has a uh, Spotify playlist that is number one if you search for uh, foreign covers playlist. Uh, her name is Doris the Thinkosaurus. So tell us about that playlist real quick, Beer Up Your Life. If you like American uh, pop songs covered in foreign languages, we got you covered. Wow. I've heard that playlist. It's, it is awesome. So please go give it a listen. Uh, we are going to have you on the show soon. Uh, the main show, not the not the Game Papas. The main show, Uncle Dad Talks. Well, you know, uh, Beer Up Your Life is obviously a uh, beer connoisseur. She is an expert. She is a certified Cicerone. Cicerone. So I want to ask her, what did you think about the Uncle Dad beer sour that was released today? Uncle Dad drinks. Uncle Dad drinks was full of pineapple flavor, um, left me wanting a little bit of the cinnamon note that was promised. However, very refreshing. It was very clean, um, true to the kettle sour description, and hopefully y'all will be able to try it, especially in enjoying it this summer with listening to a podcast. Yes, or the playlist, or the playlist. Or the playlist, yeah. Uh, so please come to Clandestine, check it out. Retro Gaming Nomad, I am so thankful you're here. And if I can give a quick sentimental story. A lot of things happened in my life, and there are three main people a part of that. And one of those main people are this man here. I want to tell you thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for being a part of my journey. And not just in, not just this, but in my life. And you and Mike are some of the most important people to me. And the fact that you guys are here means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm being serious. Yeah, no, thank you, man. You're... Uh... You're like a brother to me, man. I love you. Um, it just, it's, it's great to see this journey that you've have taken with, you know, Uncle Dad, Uncle Dad Drinks, uh, you know, started out, you know, Uncle Dad Comics and, and whatnot. And just the way uh, you have taken it from its vision to what it is now. Um, congratulations, man. Very impressive. I'm proud of you. Uh, you're like my little mijo. You always will be. So 
never forget that and don't even try to change it because it's not gonna it's not gonna happen so but congrats i've never had a miho that was the same age as me <laughs> on that note we'll be right back thank you so much mr Novak. all right uncle dad hanging out with the real uncle of uncle dad the unknown uncle he's been on about two episodes three episodes well one didn't air uh, yeah, two. So two episodes. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, it's been two episodes. I don't know what to say. It's all right. Right. Give me the. We're doing one mic today, so that's why we got to do it like this. So, oh no, Uncle, tell me, how does it feel to be here celebrating your actual nephew's beer? Oh, it's great. It's good stuff. Very love. It. I love it. It's a. Uh, it's a sour. Even if it wasn't your beer, I'd be drinking it because I like sours. Good man. Good man. Now. I, I, I am curious, like, what is your thoughts on this finally happening? This is crazy that this is happening. Your, yeah, your nephew has a beer. That, that's great. No, it's great. It's a, it's a positive step forward. Uh, it, it is, uh, like I, it's not just a gimmicky thing because it's good beer. It's a beer that anybody would want to drink. It's not, I don't think it's, uh, it's not too strong, not too weak. It's right there where I think the sweet spot, and like I said, I like sour. I can't see why anybody wouldn't want to drink this. Now, to kind of get to know you a little bit, let's talk about uh, your favorite episode. You told me before, but we didn't air that episode. Right. So for now, we're going to air this one. So what is your favorite episode we've done so far? Oh, man. Actually, I thought about it after the fact, and I can't... So that one doesn't count. That one doesn't count. Because there was one, and I can't remember what it was, but... Um, I mean, it definitely, it's definitely, oh God, what was it now? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I know I just, I remember. I was, you can't remember his favorite episode. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm already several beers in. So there's a lot of stuff I don't remember right now. So <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, what was it? Um, oh, actually, you know, believe it or not, this is funny. It was your Church of Satan episode. We get a lot of love on that episode. Okay. Um, it was done really well. Your interview with the guy was great. I think it was, um, it was, it just was done well. You and Mike came across really professional, and I could, you know, I think at this point, you guys have been together doing this for like a few months, and you could really hear you guys gel, and it was really good. Your guest was really good. Um, not that I'm promoting the Church of Satan, but uh, it just... Well, it was educational. It was educational. It definitely taught me something I didn't know. Um, I mean, it, the, you know, the whole term Satan... You know, it's always so uh, so harsh. You know, it's a word you, you can't just say without you know some sort of um, repercussions. But uh, the guy just made it normalized it, and he explained that we're not about like out there to do bad things. We're just people just trying to live our lives like anybody else. And I think and I think that was like the greatest thing about it because I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes to it, right? Like it wasn't just oh hey hey oh Satan, right? Yeah, that's not what it was. Then there's no, it is definitely not no Hail Satan BS like you see in TV or movies or whatever. It, it's, it's people who um, kind of like wanted to get away from the dogma of uh, the religious, you know, groups and stuff. And they just want to like, hey, we're, I'm a person, you're a person, but we need to have a community and we need to uh, just, you know, uh, you know, find uh, common ground. And I think that's what they, definitely what they've, they portrayed it's like we're trying to look for common ground but we're, we're at the same time we're not trying to make uh, our agenda bigger than your agenda you know we understand that we're we need to be a community and I think I was it I think I was their biggest thing is community and inclusion and I think that's something that people don't think about when it comes to the church of Satan 
Absolutely, absolutely. And again, I don't think it's like him saying, hey, go for the Church of Satan, but it's more just be, be open-minded to people's thoughts and feelings. Now, when is the next time you'll be on the show, other than today? Whenever you have me on the show. Stockton Con, we're coming. When is summer. Okay. You going to be there? I'll try to go, yeah. Two days. Yeah. In, in, when? It's two days. It's uh, Sometime in August, right? Yeah, 13th or 14th or something like that? Yeah, I'll definitely be there. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. So we'll get you a press pass and you'll be my, my buddy. Yeah, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping Odin uh, makes it back there. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'll do that. I, just, I see that guy all the time, but we'll see. I know. He's great. <laughs> but shout out to Odin Makes. Now, really quickly, we got another person here who's been on the show. You've actually been on your own episode. No, you've been on twice. Yeah. You know, funny enough, I never listened to that episode. So let's give it up for E-Dog. E-Dog, what's up? Woo! Great party. So now, tell me your thoughts on the beer. Huh? So your sour was great. And he's not just saying that, I hope. Yeah, because I don't drink a lot of beers. I'm not a beer connoisseur. I like sours, though. That's uh, that's uh, that's up there. It's on the top list, yeah. Shout out to Adrian of Clandestine. Great job. So now, let me ask you something. I want to do another... We Technically speaking, our Dune episode was a part one. We still got to do part two and three. Are you ready to do that soon? I'm ready. Yeah, anytime you want, Uncle Dad. All right, let's do it. Thank you so much, you doc, for being here. Thank you, Unknown Uncle. And I hope everybody's having a great time. We'll be right back. Uncle Dad forever. <laughs> okay. Is this recording? Yes. So we are here. I'm here. This is uh, Mike from the Uncle Dad Talks podcast. Live at our beer release party. And I'm sitting here with two of the uh, most uh, favorite people. And some of the people I've known longest in my life. And some of the people... Some of these people have been on the show, including this man, yeah. Grimm. Yes, I'm Sean Grimm. And I've known Mike for over 30 years. And then a special guest on the episode of this podcast is someone who's never been on the show, but is very... I have an announcement to make. The beer he just told me is selling very well. The beer is selling very well. Public announcement. <laughs> uh, this person has never been on the show, but obviously... When I announce who they are, you will understand that they are very special to my heart. And I'm very happy that they are here. They are my sister, Monica Hampton, all the way from Asheville, North Carolina. Monica, say hello. I've known Mike a long time. How long? 27 years. <laughs> okay. Um, Monica, well, I just want to say thanks for coming to the event, and what, if you were to sum up knowing me as your brother in a sentence, what would you say? Oh, um... On the spot, here, that's how we like to do it. I would say peacemaker. Peacemaker? I would say you're a brother fucker. I'm not sure that was appropriate, but it's okay. Well, it's a good thing that this is not necessarily a kid's show, and we do have explicit warnings for those listening. Uh, we are at a brewery, so a little bit of that, even though I'm looking at a kid right now across the room. Well, yeah, it's a brewery, and, but it's a, it's a community brewery, and there's lots of people from the community here, clearly. Um, so I'll just say, just to, to make this entertaining for podcast purposes... Uh, you've seen me through the years doing all kinds of weird, uh, creative, imaginative 
jumping with my toys in the backyard, things. What is it like to see that from the side? Go. <laughs> well, I'm so proud of you. You, I've always admired you, and you have all these little worlds that you've created for yourself. You have the comic world, you have Uncle Dad, Talks world, you have your spiritual art world and Burning Man world and you just have all these pockets that you've been able to create for yourself and you have all these people that love you so much in all these little worlds and then somehow you find a way to blend them all together and make everybody's world better and bigger and it's just great to be a part of that and just share the world with you. Well, I'm happy that you're here to share the world with me because we live half a world apart because you're on the other side of the country. So it's a real treat to have you here. And thank you for saying such kind things about me. The whole world now that listens to this podcast can hear what has been said about me. Wait, what? That's right. <laughs> well, thank you for taking a moment to talk to me, Sister Monica Hampton. Yeah, do you have any questions uh, about my life or anything about Oh, yeah, so what is it? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Get down! What is it that you do? I actually run a bed and breakfast in Asheville, North Carolina, and um, Sean just sat down and I cannot focus now, so. Wait, wait, okay, so. Him some questions. Wait, wait, for those listening. For those listening, if you're in Asheville, North Carolina, which is a very uh, fun place to visit, where should they stay? Biltmore Village Inn. Bed and breakfast. We're the best in town. We know everything. How many ratings do you have? Five star. What do you mean? Five star rating? <laughs> We're a five star bed and breakfast. Wow. We actually are, yeah. Wait, wait what are the five stars on? Well, it's, you know, AAA rated, like credited, like AAA, AAA. Good customer service and good beds and good eggs. I like buds in breakfast. Does anyone know Mike Hampton's uh, customer service song? I think you should play that right now. Are you a Michelin rated restaurant? What? Michelin rated restaurant. God, no. <laughs> I'm going to fly to North Carolina and do a survey on your place. <laughs> And I'm going to give it my five-star rating. And I'm going to look for buds in bed, not breakfast in bed. Well, we all have to look out for bugs in the bed. But if you're in Asheville, North Carolina, please uh, check out Biltmore Village Inn. They have a world-class views and world-class breakfast. Yes, thank you for mentioning all that. And you can get married there. Yeah, I also I coordinate all the events and the weddings, and it's a blast. We have so much fun over there. It's a Victorian house, so it's romantic, but yet you have that southern hospitality. And it was the the Vanderbilt's accountant, his house. Yeah, so the Biltmore Estate is in Asheville, and George Vanderbilt had a private attorney in town, and the house that the bed and breakfast is in was his house, George uh, George Vanderbilt's attorney's home. So there's some history there, and is it haunted? Yeah, if you like, um, you know, the sound of boots going upstairs at night or billiards, like, pool table going at night, you might want to try out one of our guest rooms on the second floor. 
I love the sound of billiards in the night. I fucking love it. Well, sister, in all sincerity, thank you for talking with me, and thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. You do great work where you're at, and it's a pleasure for you to see the work I'm doing here. Igualmente. Les incompetents. <laughs> all right, I love you. Love you. Now we're sitting here with another uh, guest who's been on the show a couple of times. Um, he's been on this episode a bit, too. His name is uh, Grimm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. A.K.A. Sean Grimm, A.K.A. Drac Dream, A.K.A. Cummy. A.K.A. Blow Your Wad. So, um, you've been on this show a couple of times. We've interviewed you about your album. How is your album? Um, I am working on a solo album right now. So, I am taking RTFO to a solo level. I'm excited about it. And uh, nothing changes. Just more of a solo vocalist uh, sort of standpoint at this point. So explain to me when, what you say when you, what you mean when you say you're working on an album. Well, every day I wake up, I wake on an album. I work on an album. Are you working on an album right now? I'm always working on an album. I have, I have probably 25 to 30 songs that are in the mix that I'm going to be pushing to Spotify. I'm excited about. Um, a lot of that's going to be uh, a lot of solo vocalist stuff. I produce everything. I'm excited about it. I love it. Um, some things have changed with some of the artists in the band, but RTFO is a way of life and a, so as, and a sound, so it doesn't really matter uh, the end result. Now, I know what RTFO means, but let's remind the listeners what RTFO means. RTFO is, uh, it stands for Rock the Fuck Out. It's a hybrid genre music of uh, industrial metal, rap, and EDM. Um, it's here to help people find their Superman. Um, it is the best way of music that I feel suits me. It's something I feel happy about. And if you like to go to the gym, I highly suggest you pop this into your playlist. So it's a good gym uh, album. What's your favorite album of all time? Oh my God, favorite album of all time. Or like one that is in your top three, but it doesn't have to be number one, but just one that's up there. I'm into a new band right now called Horse. <laughs> um, most people... Wait, Horse? <laughs> like Mr. Ed. Yeah, I mean... They're, it's it's not spelled that way, but they're from um, they're from Europe. H O R S K H. Are they from the country of Europe? Um, they have a yeah. They're from the country Europe, and they're just their sound is super super fun. I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a really diehard industrial guy, so I really love the sound of super intense raw industrial music. Give it up for horse. And then um, let me just ask you this last question before we start to wrap up here. Yeah. What is your favorite song <laughs> that you produced with me? Because remember, we, so for the listeners that don't know, uh, Grim and I have made many albums okay, okay. together. And so, what is your favorite Captain A Hole song? I have a lot of Captain A Hole songs that I like, but I think when we did the remix too, 
don't take up the nassle. Don't you tell me what the fuck to do. That was one of my favorite songs, especially with the remix. Don't tell. Don't tell. For those that want to listen to that, it's on the Spotify. Captain Asshole. Don't tell. The remix. We took a sample from a house song and I flipped it into the Don't Tell sound and we turned it into a great chorus. I thought it was one of the funnest. I mean, there's a whole bunch that I really like. I like all the stuff we do, but that was one of my top. And when you, when you wake up, do you like a recorded album or do you like a studio album? Um, when I wake up, I like to work on a recorded album. Are you working on a recorded album or what kind of album? Uh, I can't even believe I'm in this interview right now. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Clearly, grace the listeners with your mysterious and majestic presence. That is grim. And just as a, on an end note, um, good things ahead. I'm excited about producing and finishing um, the RTFO album on a solo status. Keep your ears out on Spotify for RTFO. Rock the fuck out for life, baby. And we'll have RTFO hats out soon as well through Barbridge. Isn't that right? Yeah. Thank you. This is exciting. So for the listeners out there, I'm, I'm on the DJ stage with our DJ of the night, the man, Buka One. It's, let me just say it's an honor that we have him here. It's been a hard time getting me, huh? It's, it's COVID and all this other shit. COVID and bowling and like bowling. Yeah, bowling. Putting out books. Putting out books. Pressing records. Records, doing doing uh, uh, huge graffiti bombs on the walls of Oakland. Yeah, that's true. But honestly, it's an honor to have you here. I feel blessed to know you in my community of people. Yeah. And I was talking to DJ Ambush Torrance for a while the other day, and he was reiterating how far you and him go back. back. Yes. So like that means we've been connected for a lot longer than we realized through that six degrees of separation. So. Yeah, I mean, he's. I've known him since I was. A little teenager. Yeah, that's crazy. See, I'm learning. I'm learning the legacy of Mike Hampton. So. The legacy? What about the legacy of Boo Boo? So you just released a book, which yeah. I, I have put one on hold, which you will uh, hopefully sign for me. Sure. Uh, as you're, he's twisting knobs and spinning. It's really cool to see. Um, tell us about your book that you just pushed out. Yeah, so my book is called Open With Love, Volume 1. And it's pretty much a compilation of my graffiti that I've done in Oakland over the last decade. Like we curate a lot of walls for community and for business owners. So we have a lot of walls that we rotate over the years, we bring other artists in. And then during the George Floyd era, where all the buildings were boarded up in downtown, we work with a lot of people to do a lot of walls there to beautify it so it just didn't look like a vacant city. So it's like a compilation of 10 years of that. It's really a just clean picture book. And what I did, since I'm an MC and I also do graffiti art, is I titled each piece after one of my songs. So if you really want the audio-visual Buku experience, you look at the song, listen to it while you're listening, watching the piece and soaking it up. So, 
So they just look up the song on like a SoundCloud or Spotify or yep. what? Anywhere you look, listen to your digital. So I made sure finally I got most of my catalog on all digital platforms. So we're good. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Like I've done hip hop comics for a long time, and and like to have it where you can listen to the music while you're looking at the art is is super right. dope. And I, it's like bridging two worlds. Yeah, I mean it's important for me to utilize all my different accumulated passions in hip-hop culture. So if I can put them together in one, not only does it stamp it as person, that's a buku one thing, right? Like there's not many artists who have those lanes. So I feel like if I have it, I should utilize it. Hopefully to inspire other people who are very, who are also audiovisual cats who draw and make beats and draw and DJ to like find ways to merge those and put them on display together. Cause it adds depth to the personality. Like you get to know more about me. You listen to my music while you're looking at my pieces. You can figure out kind of the equation of how and why I do what I do. Yeah, I mean, you're you're one of the like relics of, of the Bay. I feel like Renaissance man that does all the all the avenues, and I relate to that, and I fucking respect it so much. And you know, I'm bigging you up, but it's an honor to be like connected with you in the ways that we are. So thank you so much for, like, yeah. for showing up here. That's what we do. We call inspiration inspires inspiration. So if I'm stoking you out and you're stoking me out, we can do collaborations and bring people like Sadat in and do dope collabs with Sadat X that stoke you out and stoke me out, which I need to get my hat. I ain't got my hat yet. I should have brought you a hat. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be around each other, but yeah. But that type of that stuff up? is what, what the community, culture, and independent business is about. So That's what we need. Yes, sir. We got to help each other out. All right, we'll see you around. Okay. All right, one up. <laughs> so here, as we continue to talk to our wonderful guest at the Uncle Dad Drinks Podcast, live here at Clandestine Brewing, we have... Uh, Someone who's been on the show, another uh, previous guest that's here, who's doing live art and has the booth set up, and we're honored to have his presence always. Give it up, listeners, for my man Imanic. Imanic, hello. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's nice. Well, we always love connecting with you because you're such a down-to-earth, calming presence amongst all the calamity which I admire um, but yeah we talked a lot and you were on a recent episode and we talked a lot about like getting back out there yeah. how does this feel as far as like getting back out there and doing live art and setting up a table in front of a bunch of people it, it's different <laughs> it's different it's nice it's nice being able to come out and talk to people and be able to have art artist conversation um, that obviously wasn't having for a long time. Uh, coming out and seeing friends and people I haven't seen in a quite some time. Just getting out and doing events again, That's it's really nice. Um, to be honest, at first when I'm, I'm first thinking about doing it, it's a little nerve wracking in doing any shows or anything going out in public and stuff like that. Um, in regards to doing, you know, doing artwork, it feels a little nerve wracking now. But um, once I get involved in in the aspect of doing it, and then once I'm there, it's not so bad. It, I, it completely goes away, and I'm then I'm comfortable. But what are the nerves? To work up. What are the nerves? It's like working up, making sure that I have what I need, I suppose. And then also at the same point in time, I think it's just getting back out and like thinking of, oh, okay, what is it I'm going to do as far as live art? It's funny because I've done this for a long period of time, but for a little while, like I haven't been doing it. So getting back out and doing it again. It feels you gotta like kind of like putting the car back into gear so, so to speak you know you're like 
I know how to drive. I've driven before. It's been a little while, and then you, it's, you know, just figuring out the gears and whatever. I imagine that a lot of people might feel that, especially yeah. we got Comic-Con coming up in a couple of weeks, yeah, which sure. we'll yeah. both be there. That, especially with COVID, like a lot of folks haven't been out in front of people for a while. So you kind of get closed in a little bit and in, in, in internal. And now like, hey, you're back out there. Yeah. What yeah. you got? Yeah, exactly. It, feel, it feels a little... I mean, at first it feels a little uncomfortable, but once you start meeting up with all the old friends and you start having conversations and catching up with what everybody's doing, then it, gets, it makes you feel excited. And when you go back home, you're like, oh, I'm jazzed. I, I want to go back out. I want to have those conversations again. Um, I just approach it a little bit differently now um, just because I, I don't know how everybody else is, but at least for me and what's been going on with me, I'm very appreciative of, it, of all those moments. Not that I wasn't appreciative of it beforehand. I'm just savoring it a little bit better i suppose or a little bit more i hope that a lot of people do that like especially with the pandemic and how everything shut down and and maybe a lot of people couldn't come back and do what they do so like if you're able to step back into who you are and do what you do and have it received like you should damn well be appreciative of it yeah yeah for sure i mean and as far as for what we do i i, I count it as a privilege like obviously it'd be a lot easier to go out and do something else and you know make money doing whatever it is um, that you do but for us and being able to have the opportunity to do these types of events and not just one but several of them back to back and get out and be able to have a, a presence with the public that supports the work and comes out and supports events like this um, I feel privileged to be able to have some type of hand in it or be a part of it and you know catching up with friends and, and seeing everybody else it's really it's always really nice and it's always it's nice to catch up with people that you haven't seen in years that you haven't you weren't expecting to see that you haven't seen in a long time and all of a sudden somebody's like hey i haven't seen you in so long or kind of remind you when the last time it was and you're like oh my god that was so long ago or you know i don't know there's there's quite there's been quite a few of those conversations that have been having there's definitely layers there yeah um well, I just, as we wrap up real quick, sure. I just want to say, you tried the sour. I know you're not a big beer guy. No, 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 no. But you tried the sour, the Uncle Dad drinks sour. And what's your assessment? It. No, I liked it. You know, it's 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 funny you should mention that because I was I was tasting it, and you guys have some pineapple in my... There's a pineapple yeah, in so there. I'm pineapple. I'm a fan of that. So, And not only that, but um, it seems, to, at least for me, I don't know how, how beer affects other people, but for me particularly, and we talked about this a little bit, on the last podcast, for me, the process in which beer is made, I'm, I'm allergic to it. But if it's a lighter beer, it's not as it's not as stringent on my system, and so I'm able to probably put a couple of them down before I start having some type of effect. And actually, it's really good. I actually enjoyed it, and I've had a couple, and they're not too bad. And you know, it's fine. It's good. I like it a lot. Um, I tried something else when I first got here, and then I tried your guys's, and I like it. It actually, to be at to be very honest, yeah. Let's, let me, us have it. It makes me think about okay, how would I put together something that I that I would like in it? Because I'm not a beer aficionado as as far as like my brother Chemex or like as far as you guys are or whatever. Like I know I like different types of rums. I like different types of tequilas. I like different types of rye whiskeys. In regards to beer, I'm not very I'm not very savvy in that in that regard. But I was trying to think about like if I put a beer together, how would I go about doing it? And I'm like, I don't know if it would be something in, particularly in the same vein of a light beer like what you guys did with a flavor, something like this. But this is good. I like it. It's you I like can, it. I can drink this. You, know. you would drink this. I would drink this at home while while I'm 
painting or working on some work, you know? Yeah. Or, or watching the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching skating. I don't watch too many games, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That was a joke. Well, I don't watch too many games. I mean, I do watch, I, I'll, I'll catch a basketball game every once in a while. Yeah, those are fun. Long. You know what, I, I, it's been a while. I've never been to a football game. I've been to basketball games. Basketball games are fun. I've been to baseball games. Baseball games are fun. But you know what's, not, what's a lot more fun for me is going to, like, the concession stand and getting food getting drinks and then coming back and watching the game at that point in time. Well, yeah, that's the classic yeah, move, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the comfortable part for me, yeah. Well, let's do that sometime. Maybe we'll do it at a Sharks game since yeah. you're from San Jose. Oh, man, I haven't been to a Sharks game in so long. Yeah, that'd be great. We can draw Sharks together. Yeah, for sure. Let's, okay. try, let's try to do one of those Sharks teams together. All right, all right, Emo, thanks for so much for coming thanks by. Thanks so much, man, for having me. I really appreciate being uh, included in this and making me a part of this, and I look forward to doing something again like this. You're the man, man. Thanks so much. Awesome. All the best. <laughs> All right. Mike, I know you hate it, but it's the last day, so I'm just getting out. We are here with the one, the only, the motherfucking little man, <laughs> Ian, or Break Fake Rules. Ian, what's up? I might just change my Instagram handle to little man. <laughs> At this point, you might be one of them. I think you should. I think you should. So, Ian... Mike's going to do most of Tycoon. Before I leave, I just wanted to say something. Thank you for coming. You have a little booth here, so that's great. <laughs> He's got the biggest booth. Yeah, yeah. You got the biggest booth, but you know what I mean. It's like calling the biggest guy tiny. Right? Yeah. We don't need any. We don't need, the, we don't need a peanut gallery over there. So, Ian, you have been a part of our journey now for a couple episodes. You were actually a part of now, slowly becoming one of our biggest episodes, the Stranger Things episode for Netflix. I mean, what does it feel like to be here? I mean, dude, you're a huge part of it. <laughs> I, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just, it is astonishing. The ROTC is everywhere. The flashes are just taking my breath away. <laughs> the crescendos. Um, no, it's, it's, it's great to be a part of. I, I'm glad I had the time to come today, and I'm having a great time. You know, the great conversations make it. I love that, man. So, Mike, you're going to do most of the interview, but before I leave, I just wanted to say something. Ian, thank you so much for being part of our family. We appreciate it. Thank you. And, of course, Mike, thank you for being part of the family. And, Mike, it's all to you. Well, yeah, and your family is looking for you over there. The <laughs> uncle gave the look, like, where is this? Well, I don't know. Okay. He's like, mic drop, I'm out, here we go. Well, so I'll just say this. Uh, Yeah, of course, thank you for coming and all that stuff. And yes, I feel like you're a great addition to the podcast in in what you do and in your confidence in in, in moving through the crowd in the ways that you do. It's, It's an honor to have you a part of the team. And I will say this, and I was telling this Emonic off mic, when you're a promoter, and you're doing an event, and I and I do the art library stuff with you, and we talked about that in the podcast before, and, and you have people out. The number one nerve-wracking thing for, for me as a promoter, as someone who's putting an event, is that the people that I ask to come out have success. Like they, the, whether, whether it, obviously, I want everyone to sell stuff, right? And so, like, there's this anxiety around, is everyone doing okay? And and I just and I just feel sensitive to that. Yeah, I, I I I mean I've been on your side of that as well, and that is definitely it's nice to be around people who've seen all sides of the event, 
so that you know everybody's a little bit nervous about those kinds of things. But when everybody's a little bit nervous, everyone's a little less nervous about it. And I also think those people who have been in those different parts, uh, been on those different sides of the event, um, are less stressed about that and know that there's value at coming to these things for other reasons. Um, and like I just said, like it can just be having conversations with your fellow artists or having a conversation with someone you had no idea you were going to meet. Um, and to me, like I'm very much emerging and trying to like carve out my place as an artist. And I try to maintain the mindset of like being one conversation away, being one new relationship away from like getting into a new world. And like, I think, you know, Uncle Dad Talks definitely like falls into that category of like, I wasn't talking to you guys with that in mind or like trying to get somewhere, but we had genuine conversation and we saw where it went. And like, now we're working together a little bit more and, and you never know where that's going to come from. You can't anticipate that. You just have to like show up. That's really great because, yeah, it is. It's not like you can quantify, oh, I did this event on Saturday and I made $300 at this event. And on Sunday, I did this event and I made 500 bucks here. So that means I'm successful as an artist. A lot of it's just like, all right, I'm going to do this event and I'm going to talk to the people and I'm going to put myself out there. And it's all part of that thread that you just keep following, right? And, and, and also, like, you don't know who the fuck you're talking to and where that's going to lead. But also, like... It's Saturday night, and you get to set up a booth and hang out with a bunch of friends, and, and that's fun too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I mean, I've, I've been answering the question of, like, what do you do? And, like, you know, I introduce myself in as an artist, and people inevitably ask, like, oh, does that mean you're, like, making a full-time wage as an artist? And it's like, no, for me what that means right now is, like, I'm doing what I have to do to, like, protect the practice. Um, and I think... So it's not really a monetary goal for me. It's more of a sustainability goal of just like, I just want to stay in the game. It's Game of Thrones kind of mentality. As long as I'm in the game, I feel like I'm doing well. well I mean, and I always feel like you're one of the strongest people. Like, you don't just like, here's my art, here's my thing, and let it be. Like, you, you engage, you're there, like, you reach out to people, you're outgoing. You have a great personality. Like you're one of the people that I obviously feel like connected to, and that's why you're here. And and so that I think in and of itself goes a long way in the path of being an artist. Is not just like someone who's creating just to make money, but like you're engaged and and, and like you've man you're trying to you are manifesting what you want in this world, and and it, art happens to be that vessel, right? Well, I think a big part of that is like always trying to get better at listening. And so when you engage in those conversations, like you you have to be an active listener, otherwise the conversation doesn't go anywhere. And so I do feel thank you very much. I do feel like I'm good at that part of like getting to know people and learning about them. But the interesting part of where I feel like I'm not that great at engaging is like the artist statement side of that. That's where I do a little bit more like just wants you to like look at the work and try to make your own mind up. And so it's been, I've had a bunch of those conversations recently where people are kind of, especially with break fake rules, people always want like an extensive explanation on that. And so I really dance that line of like offering explanation and also gently, gently trying to tell you, like figure it out for yourself. That's kind of part of the, 
But that's such a dangerous territory because I think artists in general want that, right? We want to make people think for themselves. But you have to give something. And so as, it's just interesting that you brought that up because with just people, I, I think I, I give a lot and I engage in the conversation. And then when it shifts to art, I like to be a little bit more like, well, do some work yourself and try to make up your mind on what you think it is. Well, it's like, it's like when, you know, art, like visual art that you look at, it, it, it has this thing of like, what's the meaning? But it's also like, it's like when a guy makes a record, you know, like he has his meaning or she has her meaning behind why she recorded the song. But each person who hears it has their own meaning as well, right? And so visual art, I feel like is the same thing. Like you have your intention of why you made it and it can mean something totally different to someone who sees it when they walk by, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think another, the other, I think the other part of that that I don't like is when people try to get that explanation out, out of you after like only asking for your name, like, oh, nice to meet you, like, tell me about this. And it's like, you could ask that with a little bit more finesse and I would be so much more willing to like give you an answer. Well, that's just them being lazy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, okay, and so, uh, why we're here is we're doing the Uncle Dad drinks beer release party. What is your, uh, not critique, what is your uh, um, uh, critique? I, I really like the beer. I, I, I literally went to the bar. Uh, I knew I was going to get the Uncle Dad. What's it called? Uncle Dad drinks. Uncle Dad drinks. You had to. Uh, Uncle Dad drinks. I, w I knew I was going to order that, and then like while he was grabbing my beer, I was like, I wonder if there's a sour on tap. And of course, the Uncle Dad's drink beer is a sour, so... Oh, you didn't know that? No, I didn't, I didn't know. I, I came in with very little knowledge, but I had, I had two of them. They were delicious. I can honestly say, I'm buying a four-pack. You're, 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 he's, he's one of the ones buying a four-pack. I'm getting a four-pack. Well, thank you. Uh, Ian, Break Fake Rules, Ian Glues, um, you're the man, we love you, you're, you're part of the show, and I don't care how many times Uncle Dad calls you little man. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. There's, there's, there's some comedic value there, I get it. We laugh. Uh, thank, you for, thank you for hopping on, and, uh, and, and peace and love. Always glad to be here, I'll be back soon. I'm here with a special guest who I know from uh, the Oakland Art Library, and he's a very, uh, he's a staple in the community, art community of the Bay, and so it's an honor to have him on the podcast, and, and I'll probably have him on the podcast as, as an official guest soon, but uh, this is Aunt Smalls, who also, may I add, which is probably why we connect in the way we do as kindred spirits, is that he's a New Orleans native. Aunt, what's up, man? Yes, sir. How you guys doing? Uh, Anthony Smalls, uh, like Mike said, New Orleans native. Uh, having a good time here on the uh, at the San Jose, uh, enjoying some good beer and good people. So, like, you have a very particular style of art. How would you describe what you do as an artist? I would describe my style. I kind of, I think I made up my style. Like, as far as like, I call it um, rustic abstract. Even though they call it like mixed media. I wanted to like change the name, twist it, turn it into something different. So I feel like I'm a rustic abstract artist, and I feel like those names uh, pretty much kind of like uh, describe my style at, uh, just at one. Yeah. So you do like some painting. You bring in some collage stuff. You use tactile, tactile 
forms, jackets, records. Like I've seen you do a lot of different stuff, and it's inspiring to see because like you kind of break out of the box and out of the mold of just like I'm an artist who paints with oils, or I'm an acrylic artist, or I'm a digital artist. Like you kind of bring a lot of different realms together, which is cool to see. Right, right, exactly. So I use a wood, I use screws, uh, jackets and canvas, uh, canvases, um, anything basically. So I feel like uh, I want to use as much as I can. I feel like everything is art. Everything that, um, everything at my disposal. So, and I want my art to look different. I want, when people see my art, I want them to be like, okay, this is Anthony Small's art. And this is not somebody else's art that looks like, um, kind of like universal. So I want my art to look super different um, and, and, and straight creative. And so I'll just say this too, like, and, I've, and everyone I've introduced you to or talked about you tonight, you're a connector. Like you're so connected to the Bay Area art scene. I feel like you're, a, you're like an artery where, where you bring people together and people come through you. Like how does that, how does that happen for you? It just comes natural. I mean, I feel like I'm a giver. Um, and I feel like I get blessed on the other end by knowing the folks that are actually having those events. Um, I'm just like, hey, just invite me to the party when you get well known. Um, so for me, it's not about opportunities that are missed for me. Um, I just like to be around people. I love community, I love people, I love positivity. Um, and I feel like if two people can connect and come together, I wanna make sure that I'm the one that make it happen if they're never gonna meet each other. Um, I feel like I'm that, I'm that final puzzle piece that's gonna bring them together to make it happen. I feel like that might be a little bit of the NOLA vibe because down there people are people and everyone talks to everyone and everyone knows someone through someone's sister or brother or cousin and it's all connected and it's like, oh, don't you know so-and-so? And if not, then you do know. So I feel like that might be a little bit of part of why you're like that. One thousand percent. I mean, look at gumbo. How many different flavors you got? What do you have? How many different ingredients you got? It's not one thing. It takes a whole lot of different things. You put it all together, boom, now you got a good pot. So let me, let me ask you this. Our listeners know, we have listeners all over the globe, and they all know that I'm from New Orleans, and I'm a big New Orleans Saints fan. Why? How? How? You being such a great Louisiana man, did you become a 49ers fan? How? Growing up. Mom's boyfriend growing up. My mom was a Saints fan, still is. Her boyfriend growing up. Uh, I want to say around when I started understanding football, around 84. He was from San Francisco. They were winning. He's all I see is San Francisco stuff. So, boom, I'm a 49er fan. I'm super crazy 49er fan. But, I mean, the Saints, I mean, I, I love it, but I just can't do it. I mean, I've lived in the Northern California most of my life, and I just cannot do it for the 49ers. So I'm with you on the other side, though. It's all good. We can still be friends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is part of it, but I know. But did I you see this? I see the socks. I love it. I got the Florida Leaf on my arm. What do they say? It says, who that? <laughs> okay. All right. Who that? I just wanted to hear you say that. <laughs> oh, it's part of my bloodline, so it's like I, I, don't, I don't hate on it. I used to hate on it when I was younger because we were in the same division. We're not, you know, as we got older since like, say like the 2000s, so I just kind of respect it for what it is, but I know I can't get away from it though. That's right. Well, yeah, I would just say this, as, as an artist, you're dope, as a, as a person of the community, you're a connector, you're open, you help bridge people together, you bring positivity, that's what we all need in this world, and so it's an honor to know you, and thank you so much, and lastly, 
The reason we're all here is because we released the Uncle Dad drinks beer. What is your uh, critique or uh, assessment of this beer? My number one beer is cider, and uh, and give me something sour. So when I found out this beer was sour, I mean, line me up for that all day. Um, I'm really not a beer drinker anymore, but I feel like, wink, wink, uh, give me cider, give me sour, and I feel like I can just drink it and not be, not be guilty about it. So uh, give me that Uncle Dad all day, and uh, and uh, I'm, I'm good to go. Uncle Dad all day. I like that. All right. Yeah, thanks so much, man. You're, you're always a pleasure. Thank you, brother. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. And who that? All right, all right, all right. We are back. Mike, all the good things have to come to an end, and boy, is it a sad thing to come to an end. Well, it is sad, and we, and we could probably keep it going, but we should probably be responsible and let it come to an end. But I will say that it's been a real pleasure to experience this with you, and I'm, I'm glad you're here. You know, there's a lot of, people don't know this in the background, but let me tell you, there's been a lot of uncertainty the past couple of weeks. I've been very sick, and I made it. I, not only did I meet it, meet, be here, I fucking drank. And that was something I wasn't sure I was going to do. And, and, but ultimately, Mike, let's make it about, let's make it personal. This doesn't exist truthfully without you and I. Yeah, that's right. I mean, well, we released a beer party. We released a beer and had a party. And so that's what this is. So. Well, I mean, even going farther back. Like, I know you always like make it very subtle, but like, look, I'm going to tell you this. David Gabe, I love you to death. It's great. And I'm glad you were part of this. But, you know, when you took over, you brought a different type of life to it. And I'm very thankful for the life that you brought, you know, because it's not only has it not only has it necessarily been great for the show, but I think you has brought you and I closer as friends. Hopefully you agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you work with someone with a passion and it's a shared passion, um, that's a that's a way to bond with each other that a lot of people maybe not have where they're just like, well, yeah, we're friends because we work together. We're friends because we grew up together. But like when you share a passion and you work with someone on that, I think it creates a bond that's that's pretty deep. And honestly, you couldn't say it better because I completely agree. And it's like, you know, you and I have been all over the U.S. doing this show. We were going to Comic-Con. Let's announce that now. We're going to Comic-Con. You're going to have a booth there, but we're also doing press as well. And uh, there's some interviews that I got lined up that are fucking crazy. So... I mean, it's just this whole journey, when you really think about it, this is just the beginning. Getting our own beer is truly just the beginning. Well, it's part of it. You know, like, I, I mean, time, time, you can look at time linear or you could look at time as like a stack thing. And I just feel like all of it is part of the work that we've been doing. And you just got to savor every moment for what it is. Like, really, like, let every moment in. Let it in. I, you know what, man? Again, again, you say it the best, and so thank you. And it's like... Yes, you're welcome. Just thank you to everybody who has been on the show today. Thank you to Par. Big thank you to Adrian. Thank you to all the owners of Clandestine. Thank you to people who haven't been on the show in years and came back. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to our sponsors, Riverside FM. What do you think? Riverside FM does a great job. Thank you for our sponsors, Clandestine. Clandestine obviously does a great job. You can hear it in our voice. And truthfully, just thank you to the most important people, listeners. Because we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for the listeners. So all our listeners, to Germany, to Sweden, to Finland, to everything. Thank you. 
you had made a kid's come true, dream come true. I don't know about Mike, but you definitely made my dream come true. And I'm forever thankful, but I am forever thankful for one more important reason. That I get to do this with my best friends in the whole world. And I'm truly thankful for that. And I will fucking love you till the day I die. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And yes, it is. It's true. It's a cherish to do what you love with the people you love and have supportive community around that. Like, what else is there? Like, if you have that, then you've got it all. Absolutely, man. So last before we leave, where can they buy the beer, Mike? A clandestine Brewing in San Jose. I don't know the address, but if you just look it up, clandestine Brewing, it comes up. And come by because they have the Uncle Dad Drinks tap. It's like the only tap with a full tap handle on it. And it's the it looks, only actual tap. It looks really cool. I can see it from outside. I'm looking inside. I can see the little beer logo that we made. Um, yeah, come by. Come by, buy a four pack. Four pack's only 20 bucks. That's a fucking deal. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what else are you going to buy? Coors? I know. Why would you want that? But yes, please come down, check them out. Tell them Uncle Dad and Mike sent you. And honestly, without further ado, I'm not an uncle. I'm not a dad, but I'm someone to talk to, and we can see you all next week. And next week, we got an awesome interview. The road to Comic-Con is coming, and boy, is it great. Mike, any last words? Peace and love. Peace and love. Take care, everybody.